1: And we are right back at it. What an afternoon it is gonna be. We are back with the Employment Law Show and a chance for you to ask your questions. That is what we rely on. This is a live show, so bring it on. Love hearing your voice. Love hearing your questions. And the knowledge we can, uh, we can spread as well is uh, what we do over the next hour. 604-280-9898 or star eight. 98- on your cell. Possibly it's the end of the year, end of the fiscal for some uh, businesses. And maybe you're an employer thinking of maybe, maybe shaving down the workforce a little bit due to uh, unforeseen circumstances. That's fine. If you're an employer, please call the show. Get some advice before you get yourself in some hot water, which you didn't mean to do. If you're an employee and you think things are going to get a little uh, sideways in the new year, but you're just not sure, your spidey sense is going off, again, give us a call and uh, get some answers off the hop for sure 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell we will get to this today as well that is things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights oh yes but we will so make sure you stick around for that first though the other uh, week that was brother how is it going
2: Hey John, great to be back here and uh, talking about uh, the the thing that I enjoy talking about. I, I'm you know kind of a geek that way. Uh, employment law. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually just talking to a colleague of mine, and you know usually we we always uh, can count on this this time of year right around now to be much slower for us because not not as many uh, things happening in the workplace around the holidays. But for some reason, I don't know exactly what it is. So far at least, December has been extremely busy. Lots of people calling with questions, with issues, uh issues to to solve and problems to resolve. So uh you know, if that's your situation, if you have a workplace issue, a workplace question, uh, a workplace problem, call us right now. We're here for the next uh 50 minutes or so to answer those questions uh, and there's always answers and there's always solutions and of course, as I always say, if you don't want to get on air, you don't want to call us on the show, that's okay too. Not a problem call me at the office anytime. We'll give you my contact information. You can call, you can email, and that's fine. I like to be busy. Make me even busier, not a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is the workplace issues uh, question time. So, but to get us started, uh, Johnny, a couple situations that came across my desk uh, very recently. First one, John, involved um, a gentleman uh, who uh, uh, his employer recently announced, well, probably a few months ago, that they have a new yeah. policies. And if you can't make it to a shift, let's say you're sick, you have to find a replacement. It's on you to find the replacement. Before that, the policy was if you can't make it in, you call your supervisor or they'll take care of it. Fine, no problem. That's what everyone was doing. Well, very recently, this particular person uh, was sick and did what he was supposed to made some calls, couldn't either get a hold of anyone or the people he did get a hold of were not able to cover for him and come in. So what did he do? He called the supervisor, said, listen, I'm sick. I'm not going to be able to come in. I've tried to call people. No one's available. I got to tell you, I won't be in. Fine. That's how uh, it, it was left, except the next shift he came in after he got better called into a meeting was told no no we had a policy it's your problem it was a big issue for us you couldn't come in you didn't find someone therefore we're letting you go for cause it's misconduct and he called me and he wanted to know wait a second What? what was i supposed to do here and that's exactly the point. What was he supposed to do? He actually did nothing wrong. It's not mm-hmm. a situation where he decided, well, I'm not, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to follow the policy. I'm just going to leave it on my supervisor's lap and, and be done with it. No, he made the calls. He tried to find someone. He wasn't able to. So what does he do then? Does he come into work when he's sick and unable to? Of course not. At that point he has to tell the supervisor, it's not misconduct. It's not any sort of workplace offense that he committed. And keep right. in mind, John, when you discipline, discipline someone, you want to correct behavior that you consider to be unacceptable. Well, what's the behavior here that the employer is trying to correct? Yeah, Don't right. be sick. Uh, don't have co-workers that are not available to work. I mean, what, what is the, the, the misconduct here? So he did nothing wrong. So this termination is actually in the eyes of the law should be considered a termination without cause, which means he gets severance. He's been wrongfully dismissed. He's been there for eight years. He's gonna be looking nine, maybe even ten months of pay and I'm gonna help him get that. But I wanted to remind everyone because you may have an employer that has a policy like that. No, no. You have to find a replacement. And that's fine. But all that means is you have to make good, reasonable efforts to find that replacement. If you cannot, if you cannot find that replacement, well, it is what it is. That's the cost of doing business for the employer. The employer has to deal with that. All you can do is is, is try, and you cannot be penalized or fired, John, if you can't find someone to cover your shift.
1: Well, it's it's thank God he called you because a lot of people listening until they heard the uh, you know the moral of that story would have just rolled o- rolled over and taken it, saying yeah, I guess so. That was the policy. I didn't find anybody. I guess I screwed up. That's why I'm gone. Smart that he called. It is absolutely smart that he called. And he he this guy actually did nothing
2: wrong, John. But yeah. let's say that he had done something wrong. Even that, remember, is not cause because it's always so difficult to terminate someone for cause. Even if he had done something wrong, that doesn't mean he's deserving of the worst penalty that the employer can impose. So either way, he would have been wrongfully dismissed. And, and the lesson is very important for employees out there that even if you do something wrong, that does not mean the company has a right to let you go without compensation. Nine out of 10 times, you're going to be owed your full severance. You know what to do. You reach out to me.
1: You bet. You want to chat for the remainder of this hour as well. That's also what we're talking about. 604-280-9898 or star nine eight nine eight on your cell. What else? Uh, what else you got going on?
2: So this is a matter that happened uh, over the summer, but uh, was resolved by my office uh, last week. And so this mm-hmm. uh, this lady uh, had this vacation schedule this past summer, and I got it approved. Not a problem. Uh, you know, put it on the calendar. The employer said not an issue. Well, fast forward to about uh, two weeks, I think it was, before she was scheduled to go on her vacation. Her employer says, "Sorry, we had some some staffing changes uh, and, and some issues that have come up. We're going to have to cancel your vacation, so we need you to be here uh, when you're supposed to be away." But she had already bought plane tickets. She had already made arrangements to to meet her family uh, in uh, overseas, and she was begging her employer, please, I need to go, we've made arrangements, you know, my, my, my husband has taken time off work, uh, we, we, we've had this whole big trip planned. Too bad, sorry, we need you. Well, she made the choice, uh, it was a tough one for her, she made the choice to leave, to go on vacation anyway, because of everything that went into planning this. And she went in and, uh, the next day after coming back from vacation, not surprising, she was told, you're gone. You're terminated. You went on vacation. It was unapproved. And, of course, very upset, she called me and she wanted to know if that was right. Well, John, no, it wasn't right. It wasn't right because of the fact that she relied on the approval. It was reasonable for her to then book her vacation and it was unreasonable for the employer to take that away kind of at the last minute. So even though the employer is the one that has the right to schedule a vacation. An employer can tell you when to take a vacation and when not to. Once it's approved, the employer has to act reasonably. They can't just come back to you when you're off you know, on your trip or about to go or after you've already paid for it and say, no, no, we've changed our mind. So therefore, in this situation, even though she went on vacation, technically it wasn't approved, because the employer didn't act reasonably, she still owed her right. full compensation, full severance. I'm going to help her. Get, uh, I, I did help her actually resolve this just shy of a year's pay, uh, is, is what we got her. And uh, there's a lesson there, of course, when it comes mm-hmm. to vacations. You know, some people are going to be taking vacations now over the holidays. Act reasonably. The employer has to act reasonably. Uh, it's as simple as
1: that. or star 9898 on your cell. The Employment Law Show is a live show, of course, ready to take your calls for the uh, the remainder of the hour. Pocket Employment Lawyer at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We are really proud of this one, huh?
2: We, we really are. It's, it's a tool that was a, a long time in the making. We, we worked yep. on it for a very long time. And it, it's really having your own mini lawyer in your pocket with you at all time. So it's pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And if you have a smartphone, a laptop, a desktop, a tablet, you already have an employment lawyer with you. It's the first place you go to if you lost your job, for example, and you want to know, was that a termination for cause or not? Or how much severance am I owed? you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca you answer a few questions you get your answers uh if you want to know if you're an employee or an independent contractor you go again on the website you answer some questions and find out the answer you want to find out of course if you're a matter is a human rights matter if you've been discriminated against or harassed what does that mean and what your rights are pocketemploymentlawyer.ca does that and more it's free it's anonymous it's easy to use it's very very quick so now everyone has access. By the way, free. Don't forget free. Everyone right. has access to this legal information, legal analysis. You have a lawyer. Use it. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca.
1: Yeah, there's a, a contact button up there at the uh, the top right, and uh, it says contact us. So yeah, as, as Leor says, it's absolutely free of charge. There's nowhere to put a credit card in there if you uh, if you wanted to. And I know wrapped into that is also the severance pay calculator. And when that was a standalone uh, app and a standalone place to go. That was up to about 750,000 hits, and that was before it was part of this more robust website. So you can imagine where this one's going to take off in the next couple of years, huh? Very
2: excited about it, and and people are still using it to calculate severance and for many other things. And I've had a lot of people send me emails saying what a great job, and they appreciate it. I'm so happy to be able to provide that for everyone, so check it out.
1: And if you just about wrapped up some uh, some Christmas shopping for the afternoon, feel free to call in, ask your question, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell is the way to go. We'll get to some emails as well. Uh, that is help at employmentlawyer.ca anytime. Um, the topic we want to get into is this, things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, uh, but we will. And I guess the fact of the matter is your employer... Um, they otherwise, they sometimes won't tell you because they don't feel the need to. Or there's also the fact that they might not know them as well, right?
2: Exactly. And it's important <laughs> to understand that we're not picking on employers here. Uh, there are employers, and God knows I've dealt with them over the years, mm-hmm. that uh, you know try to get away with things. But there's sure. many, many more good employers, honest employers they want to do the right thing, but may not understand their obligations. They may not understand their employees' legal rights. Uh and, and because of that, a lot of things fall through the cracks. So there are a few things which we're going to be talking about that I know for a fact your employer is almost never going to tell you about, either deliberately or because they don't know any better, but you still have to know those things. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to tell you about them.
1: You bet we're here to uh, enlighten all for the next few minutes. The first thing you might not know, or uh, you you will now, is that you don't have to sign an employment agreement if you've uh, if you're already employed, right?
2: So let's start with the idea that for an employer having an employee sign an employment agreement is a great idea for employers. Probably the smartest thing an employer can do because it protects the employer, it it limits employers' uh, exposure and liability, and it gives the employer uh, a great amount of flexibility. But if we flip that to the employee side, Right. Not a good idea. For an employee, you're better off not having an employment agreement. You're better off starting a job on a handshake or on an email. Much better than having a nine-page uh, employment agreement with a lot of legalese because I can promise you in that agreement, there are going to be a lot of terms that are unfavorable to you. Well, to to kind of go back to your point is oftentimes I see employers uh, realizing, oh, wait a second, we never got these employees to sign an employment mm-hmm. agreement when yeah. we started them uh, with us. Well, let's have them start uh, sign an employment agreement right now. Bad news. The only reason an employer would introduce an employment agreement to an employee while the employee is already working is because it provides for better terms for the employer. So oftentimes an employee may sign that agreement not realizing that they give up rights. It may limit your future severance. It may give the company the right to lay you off. It may allow the company to change the terms of your employment. It could do that and many other things as well. So be very careful and you cannot be punished or penalized or 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 coerced to sign an employment agreement once you're already there. So in most cases, the answer should be thanks, but no thanks. If you do get an employment agreement, you're not sure whether you should sign it, what it does and what it means. Easiest way to deal with it, send over a copy to me. You can fax it. You can email it to me. Let me take a look at it and tell you whether you should be concerned or not. But the general rule, the best advice I'm going to give you, you don't have to sign an employment agreement once you're already working and you don't want to do it.
1: You know, it, it's really interesting that, and that first one is a tough one for people who don't know and haven't heard before to it, it's to get their head around. It. It's almost counterintuitive, saying, "Lior, I just I just started my employment on a handshake. My buddy who's got a different job, my neighbor signed a thirty-page document. I feel more secure with that document, but no, that's not the case," is what you're trying to say. That is exactly what I'm saying. And
2: and I'm not hesitating here. I'm not saying maybe if or, or in some situations. I'm saying in almost every situation, you for the employee, it's better not to have that 9, 10, 30 page agreement that agreement is there for the employer. So if you sign in a, a, a job offer letter, which is two sentences long, or just start a job on a handshake, consider yourself fortunate. That's what you want. All that means is you now have the full protection of the law. The laws are there to protect you, but the laws also allow you to to contract out of them. And that's often, John, what an employment agreement does.
1: By the way, you want to reach out when we're not doing the show here. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca or 604-283-3123. That's to get a hold of the office. Uh, but for the remainder of the show, we'd love to talk to you with your questions and comments on the Employment Law Show. That is 604-280-9898 or on your cell. It is star 9898 as well. Next point, thing that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but we will. That is, if the business is sold, you don't have to accept a job with the buyer.
2: And I actually had earlier today, today's Sunday, I had an email from someone earlier today when they said that the business was sold and the company said, I have two options. I can continue working with the buyer or I can resign. <sighs> Nonsense, it no. does not work that way. So when a business is sold, here's what your options are. If you're offered a job by the buyer, of course you can decide if you want to accept that job. If you accept the job with the with a the buyer, they the buyer inherits your service. So the nice thing about that is that if down the road they let you go, the amount of severance that they have to pay you is going to be calculated based on your total years of service, including the time you had with the previous company. So that's fine. If you don't want to accept the uh, the job offer, or if there isn't a job offer from the buyer, then that's a termination. You don't have to accept the job with the buyer, which means... If you don't accept it or there isn't one, you've your employment has been terminated and the company that sold the business has to pay you severance. Now, depending on why you didn't accept, uh, whether you had a good reason or a bad reason, you may get your full severance or you may not get your full severance but only a part of it. But either way, you're going to be owed compensation. Either way, it's a termination, not a resignation. So you don't have to accept a job with the buyer. And if you don't accept a job with the buyer, depending on the reason, you get your full severance. Uh, and of course, if there isn't a job with the buyer, then that is always a termination. You always get your full severance in that situation.
1: Who pays the severance? Buyer? Seller?
2: So the seller always right. pays the severance. The only time the buyer would pay the severance is if you've already started working with the buyer and then they decide to terminate your employment. In that situation, yes, the buyer uh, would have to pay it, but if you've never worked for the buyer and you lost your job as a result of the sale, the seller has to pay you.
1: It is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. If you're uh, wondering about any of these points, you're on clear call. That's why we're here. We are live and ready to, uh, to answer them. Another thing that your employer will not tell you about your workplace rights is you can't be dun, 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 temporarily laid off. How many times have we heard this one?
2: Yeah. And, and God knows, we've heard many times about that on the show, and I've heard that many more times in my office. Uh. A temporary layoff is something an employer is not allowed to impose unless you sign a contract that specifically gives them that yep. power, going back to that contract. So if you have been laid off temporarily, that is a termination, which means the company has to pay you severance. Now, the reason we put this under under the category of things your employer won't tell you is because in many situations, an employer may not realize that they're not allowed to lay off someone temporarily, and they do that in good faith, thinking that they are allowed to do that, and that's fine. Except, no, that is a termination. So the employee has a right to treat that as a termination and leave and require the company to pay full severance. So if you're facing a temporary layoff, probably something you want to really consider. Uh, You don't want to open that door and allow the company, you know, by going back to work and accepting it, to allow the company the ability to do it again and again in the future, so, uh may may as well or better off to treat that as a termination, get your severance. Employer may not tell you that's an option. Mm-hmm. I just did, so you got to remember that.
1: Just don't let it happen or you've kicked that door open, right as you like to say.
2: You you absolutely did, and that that's a bad uh, door to kick open, uh, because uh. what your your work life may look like this: you you work for a few months, you get laid off for a few months, you come back, repeat, repeat, repeat. Well, no, yeah. that's not a good way to work. Uh, you're better off to uh, to say, well, if that's what's going to happen here, let me get my severance, let me move on to a different job. Uh, probably the more secure
1: thing to do. You know, it's funny, every time we talk about this, I know you bring up the point that if you were to say to somebody, you're going to keep working, but for the next 13 weeks, uh, your employer or your boss is going to give you half of your pay. What do you think? You'd you'd scream murder, but a temporary layoff, they're taking 100% of your pay, but people let it happen.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Because (laughs) there's this, the the word temporary suggests, well, if it's temporary, it means it's not permanent. If it's not, it means it must be something my employer is allowed to do. Well, your employer isn't, uh, so even though it sounds like it may be legal and you may be able to get some misinformation somewhere, you've heard it now here, temporary layoff is a termination, you erode your severance.
1: Let's slide one more. in before we, uh, we break here, things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, the terms of your employment can't be changed in a significant way. That's
2: right. An employer does not have a right to make significant changes to terms of employment. And okay. by by terms of employment, I'm talking about compensation. I'm talking about job duties. I'm talking about work location. I'm talking about hours of work. So an employer does have some flexibility, but it's quite limited. So your employer may be able to say, yes, instead of working nine to five, you're going to work 830 to 430. It's a change, may not make you happy, but it's not in the law considered the mm-hmm. big change but that employer can't say to you, well, instead of nine to five, you're gonna work 12 to eight. Nonsense, that, that's something right. an employer can absolutely not do. And by the same token, they can't reduce your salary, you know, by uh, up to 5%, usually something that they can get away with, anything more than that is something an employer is not allowed to do, or again, a demotion, employer can't do that. So what happens if you are in that situation and your employer does does make one of those changes? Yep. Well, you then have the right, that the ball's in your court, the right to treat that as a termination, as a constructive dismissal. A lot of our listeners know this term, constructive dismissal. It happens when the employer makes significant changes. You choose not to accept those changes. Instead, leave with your severance. And if you do decide to accept the changes, be warned that by accepting that, you've given the company the right to do it again and again in the future. You only have one kick at the can, so be smart about it. If your employer changes something, you're not sure what to do, or if it rises to the level of constructive dismissal, before before you do anything you call me you email me and let's discuss it
1: you sure are plenty of time for you to call in ask your questions love to have you on the show 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell I'm going to bounce over to uh, to jose jose thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on good afternoon how are you
3: oh pretty good thank
1: you no problem what's uh what's your concern my friend
3: well, one of the concerns I have is that I own a small business, and it's just that I've just a few um, a few employees, and one of the employees, this um, and this, is kind of constantly being happening, getting sick and just disappearing from work. And the last the last little bit is that uh, uh, the employee was absent; has uh, been absent for five days, and I just wanted to know if there's any compensation I have to do through my um, through my uh, small entity.
2: So, uh, is this a situation where you're asking about what to do with this employee, or whether you have to pay him while he's off?
3: Exactly, if I have to pay while he's off, I like have no contracts in both ways. So, no, you
2: you, you don't have to pay him uh, while he's off unless you have a sick day policy. Uh, so, so no, that's not something you have to do. That said, you know you should expect from an employee that's sick to to give you some notice to, if you ask for it, to give you a doctor's note uh, and to be, to, to work with you to make sure that his work is covered. What's not appropriate is for the employee to just take off, not give you any notice, not, not respond to you and then come back when they're ready. So, so you, you can ask for more information for a doctor's note to justify his absences, but no, you don't have to pay the employee uh, while they're, uh, they're off sick.
3: Okay. So I don't have, as, a, as an employee, as an employer, uh, I don't have to. There's not no, nothing that will bind my uh, my my legal my, my I guess my pay to her.
2: Nothing that would watch her. I, I missed that, Jose.
3: Oh, it is it, uh, the, nothing that will that will um, that will show that I had to compensate for the time that has been absent.
2: No, that's right. Don't, that, that's okay. no, not something you have to do. Some employers have policy that say you know we pay for five days or ten days, whatever it is. But if unless you have something like that, that no, you don't have to pay. Uh, it's okay. just about managing the absences to make sure that it doesn't interfere with your business too much.
3: Okay. Well, that's just one of the one of the um, one of the things I had um, that are my concern. Uh, now, and the other thing is I wanted to ask, and that I want to take the opportunity to find, mm-hmm. to get some uh, legal advice for a uh, for small business and stuff like that. Is there any place that you go for for uh, small owners, to uh, I mean owners for small businesses to uh, get some information and stuff like that? Well,
2: if you, if you need any legal advice, you, you certainly have come to the right place. I'd we'll be happy to, to talk to you. Give me a call anytime or you can connect with me if you want through email after the show, and we can discuss what your issues are and the problems, and if I can help you or myself or my team in any way, uh, Jose would be happy to do that, uh, so by all means, reach out to me, John here, we'll give you all that information, and look forward to speaking to you.
3: Well, I would look forward to talking to you as well, it's actually something that I wanna look forward, because I like to be, uh, well, I would like to get the information and have it in place, so when that happens, at least you'll know For what, sure. what direction you get.
0: For sure. Exactly.
1: Thanks, Jose. Appreciate the call. And uh, here's that information. You want to write this down. I'll give you a a second to get a pen. You definitely called the right place. That is for sure. It is 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123. And simply help at employmentlawyer.ca to reach out and do so after the show. And uh, carry on from there. Jose's all over it. Smart guy. Get some information. Get some uh, possibly contracts written up in the future to protect himself, and then get a, get some kind of a sick policy. Even as a as a small employer, he could do that. Yeah,
2: that's right. Absolutely, very smart. Probably the smartest thing to, to start off with We're in a small employer is Mm -hmm. to have a proper employment agreement in place, a consistent, a good employment agreement that you offer to all your employees before they start working, uh, and and it it, it gives you, the employer, some protections and some flexibility, uh, and always a good place to start, John.
1: You know, before the call, and uh, just before the break, we were talking about things your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, and we were uh, we went on a little bit about the temporary layoff. I know we had Steve on the line, but he dropped off. Uh, Might have been a, a technical thing. He was just wanting a little more information about it. Is there a certain amount of length to them? Do they become permanent? Can they become permanent? How long can you be on layoff? Just general questions about it, right?
2: So, generally speaking, a, a temporary layoff is, like I said, is a termination. And it, it really comes down to what the agreement is between employer and employee. So if you've spec- if you entered an agreement with your employer, let's say in an employment agreement says we can lay you off for five weeks, ten weeks, and that's not considered a termination. If that's the deal, then that's fine. Uh, then the employer can do that. but if if there's no such deal, then it's a termination on day one. So even on the very first day that you've been te- uh, put on a temporary layoff, that is something that you can consider as a termination, uh, and if if that's what you want, you don't have to. And some employees may say, "Well, we don't want to treat that as a as a temp- uh, temporary layoff. We'd rather continue working." That's fine. That's your right. But at least you need to understand those rights. You need to understand what your options are, uh, so that you're not in a situation when you find out when it's too late. Oh, wait a second. Uh, now I've given the company the right to lay me off every three months for 10 weeks. A bad place to be in.
1: By the way, you got uh, plenty of time to call in like our good pal Jose there, the number 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We are talking about things that your employer will not tell you about workplace rights, maybe because they don't know, but uh, we will. The next one is this. You do get overtime even if you are on salary and even if the company hasn't approved it. That's right. That is important to understand. And it's important to remember that,
2: uh, that that is the case. And a lot of people call me with these issues. A lot of people get this wrong employers too. So overtime has to be paid even for those are on salary. So overtime gets paid over eight hours a day or 40 hours a week. Uh, and even if you're on salary, we simply look at what your hourly rate is. We, we would divide that by the number of hours you work in a week, or we divide that by 40. We get an hourly rate, etc. And based on that, we know now what your hourly rate, time and a half is what you get if you work overtime. So it's not just for hourly employees, salaried employees get time and a half if you work overtime. But the, the more interesting part of this, I think, is that if you work overtime and it needed to be done because you had to get the job done, in other words, it was legitimate, the company has to pay for it even if they haven't asked for it and get this, even if they told you don't do it. Okay. So if the company told you, I don't want you to work overtime, but you did because you had to get the work done, the company still has to pay for it. The company cannot say, well, wait a second, we didn't want you to do it, so why should we have to pay it? Uh If it was legitimate, it has to be paid. Now, I'm not suggesting that you should just work overtime if the company tells you not to, because that, believe it or not, even though the company has to pay it, could be a disciplinary matter. They could potentially impose discipline if you work unapproved overtime. That said, if you work it, if it's legitimate, hourly or salary, the company has to pay you the overtime that you work. Again, as long as it's legitimate, John.
1: The part B of that question always is when we get a phone call or an email it says, okay, I'm on salary. Didn't know I get overtime. Thanks for clearing that up, but I'm on salary. How do I calculate it?
2: So we take what you, whatever you earn in a week, right? We divide that by 40. That gives us an hourly rate. And then anything over 40 hours a week or eight hours a day, time and a half, very simple mathematical calculation works just the same for hourly uh employees and salaried employees now there's some exceptions of course managers for example mm-hmm. don't get uh, overtime there's some you know other professionals doctors lawyers dentists etc but yeah. other than that most people get overtime if it's worked, even if not approved
1: I want to get steve in here before we break steve you came back how are you pal i'm good how about you guys great man what's uh what's on your mind
4: uh, yeah. So yeah, the laid off uh, thing that, that still wasn't clear yep. to me. Like I, I was laid off once in my life, and uh, and it was because of a lack of work. And uh, for, I, I thought, for all intents and purposes, laid off meant meant temporary. He hired me back when the work came back, and and I thought it was temporary. So what what does laid off actually mean?
2: So it it actually doesn't mean anything, you know. It, it, it's it's not something that it, it's a term that people use kind of unofficially. It's not really so much a, a, a an official legal term. So when you were laid off at that situation, you had a choice, right? The choice would have been to do what you did, which was fine, to come back to work when they called you back, or you could have treated it as a termination. And leave with severance. So that's what happens when you've been laid off temporarily. You get that. You get to make that choice. Now, some people, probably like yourself, did not necessarily understand or, or know that that choice was even available. And and you know, not much we could do. We can't go back in time. The problem, unfortunately, is that in a situation where you've accepted that layoff uh, and, and you went back to work, now arguably you've given the right to the company to do it again, and that's the concern. So a a temporary layoff, any situation where the company says you're not going to be working for a while, it gives you the right to treat that as a termination. It gives you the right to say, no, not accepting it, pay me my severance.
4: So so laid off is just a cotton ball term for termination. Yeah,
2: it it is exactly that. It is exactly that. So no problem, Steve, anytime. Thank
1: you. And uh, really happy and glad to be back here for another afternoon on the Employment Law Show. Still time for you to, uh, to call through 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Anytime the show is not on, by the way, you want to contact Lior through email. That's simple. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And your first stop with any questions when we can't talk live here is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, an amazing website's only been around, I think, for about a month and it is uh, it's making some waves for uh, for sure we we'll got to uh, to Joe hey Joe thanks for hanging on good afternoon how are you
5: good how are you guys doing?
1: good brother what's uh, what's on your mind
5: hey so like i drive for a living and anything i did throughout my life at work whatever it was i always wanted to know what other guys were getting paid you know what i mean like i wanted to know what the industry was paying sort sure. of speak mm-hmm. right so i i phoned up a buddy of mine That works for a different company and i said just ask ask the boss what what he's paying his drivers right and it just turned into a a kerfuffle right and it got back to my dispatcher and i got suspended for a day for doing that
2: now in this situation did you also tell them what
5: you were making no 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 it was just a buddy of mine and he asked his boss, "Oh, hey, would a uh, buddy of mine wants to know what you're paying the drivers?" And uh, another worker that knows people at my my place overheard, and then he started a, a shit show, so to speak, right? Yeah.
0: And, uh,
2: so so here's the thing. And then I got
5: and then I got suspended over it for trying so to find out
2: what what others are making. So let's be very clear that you absolutely did nothing wrong. It's not misconduct to call someone and ask what they're making. Now, if you were revealing what you're making, well, that may be an issue because that could be more confidential. The company may not want others to know what you're making, but you have a right to call whoever you want, ask them whatever the heck you want. So that's not an issue. So you were suspended. You should not have been suspended. That I can tell you with 100%, that's the easy part. The the kind of the more tricky part is, well, what do you do about it? Given the fact we're talking one day suspension, yes, you could take legal action against the company to recover that one day's pay. It probably doesn't make sense just from a financial standpoint. So as a practical matter, unless you can convince the company otherwise, there's probably not going to be much that you can do about it. But I can tell you that that was not appropriate for the company to do that. You did nothing wrong, so they should not have suspended you.
0: Yeah,
5: okay. I I just... Yeah, I know I'm not going to go after them. There's nothing I can do. Unless, you know, unless, yeah, right. I just wanted to know if they had any guidelines that they could do that, right?
2: No, absolutely like, not.
5: It's like, you know, yeah, it's just, I've always tried to figure, I tried, I always wa- I always wanted to know what other people in my industry, what I do for a living, are for making. For sure. Right? For sure. And yeah. that's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's
2: absolutely know. nothing wrong with that. You could have told your employer, hey, guess what, I called bob and to find out what they're making there's nothing wrong with that like i said i could see an employer having an issue with you saying hey i told them what you're paying but but if
1: you didn't do that
5: that.
1: no then there's no issue they should not have suspended you not at all joe appreciate the call i mean it's obviously one day's not worth going on any 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 financial recoveries but could he at least say to his employer i this i because you were wrong by doing this i don't want any any of this on my employment record
2: yeah, but again, it, yeah. It, what, what if the employer says too bad that's on there? What are you going to do about it, right? right? This is, it's yeah. a, as a practical matter, it's probably nothing that can be done here. Now, if the company said... For- Oh, wait a second. This was a bad thing, so we're going to fire you for cause for doing that. Well, wait a second. Of course, that would not have been yeah. cause, and he would have been owed his full compensation, his full severance, so that would have been something we could easily deal with. But given the fact that relatively what they did is minor, it's a day's pay, You know, I'm not saying it's a, it's a good thing. It's not. No one wants to miss a day's pay, but mm-hmm. probably not much you could do about it. Uh, probably best to just keep an eye on
1: things, and if they try to do something more serious next time, then you know that's wrong. If I was Jonah, end up the other guy was making more. I mean, how about a uh, how about a raise now? Now that I know what the other guy's making, how about that, boss man? See what yeah. they
2: say. Yeah, ask for <laughs> the right? raise for sure. Yeah. Watch you'll ask for the raise; he'll get suspended for two days. Now I don't know. Oh no! Now, by let the way, go.
1: now we're talking. Yeah, now we. Call Just you. so you know, to, to your
2: point, John, <laughs> asking for a raise, uh, ask, trying to negotiate terms of employment, also not a misconduct. The company right. can always say yep. no. But you can't be penalized for asking. You can't be penalized for, for asking for more, trying to negotiate or, or trying to say that someone else gets paid better. That is not misconduct. You are allowed to do that, and, and you actually can't be punished for it.
1: Still got some time here. 604-280-9898. If you care to call in, ask a question, or star 9898 on your cell. And That last point dovetails nicely back into our topic, and that is things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights. This one, and a lot of confusion with this, is that the size of the company doesn't matter when it comes to severance, right? That's right. Uh, small
2: companies, big companies, uh, you know, sophisticated companies or, or not so sophisticated companies, they all have to pay severance. They have to pay the yep. same amount of severance. A lot of misconceptions out there. Are, I work for a small company, not the same obligations. No. So age, position, and length of employment are the main factors that go into determining how much you're owed. So not the size of the company, not how many people it employs, not uh, where where it has offices. So if you're in a certain age uh, and and certain position and same length of employment, you're going to get the same severance, whether you're a big company or a small company. That's why pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is such an important tool. In seconds, you can find out how much you, specifically in your situation... How much you're owed. And spoiler alert, if you have been terminated, big company or small company, and you're looking at that severance offer, and there's an offer there, they're offered you a certain number of weeks pay, I can almost guarantee you without even looking at it, Mm -hmm. that that offer is probably anywhere from 30 to 50 cents on the dollar, okay? Because that's what happens in most cases. So same thing with the small company, you may work for a mom and pop shop, you may be the only employee, uh, maybe you're working for someone as a as a caregiver. Uh, again, as, as long as it's an employment relationship, if you lose your job, you're owed severance based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment.
1: I want to bounce over to a call. We got uh, Hannah online. Hannah, you were uh, what injured at work? Is that uh, is that the details? No,
0: I wasn't I was okay. injured not on the job, but okay. uh, during my I was absent for a year on a medical leave cuz I broke my leg. And um had to have surgery and then when I came back, uh, they started uh, changing over the company and then I, ha- I re-injured the leg again and had to go back on medical leave. And in the meantime, like they just uh, restructured everything and then I was just kind of left hanging with uh, uh, no notice of anything. I've since um, like been able to go back to work, so I've let them know I can continue back work. So whether they can lay me off or give me my um, uh, severance or however they want to do it. But uh, they're now saying that I have to get a very large like medical assessment, uh, but it's for a full-time employee. But I never was a full-time employee, and I can't be a full-time employee.
2: So let's be very clear here. Uh, if, in fact, your doctor has said and, and is putting this in writing that you're able to go back to work that's really all that's needed. You don't need to to fill out other forms. You don't need to get another assessment. As long as your doctor is saying you can come back to work, then you can come back to work. And if they won't take you back, or if they're putting obstacles in your way and they're insisting you do something extra, you can treat that. Just that refusal to take you back based on your doctor's note as a termination and get severance. So all you okay. need is your, your doctor's note. So I I wouldn't play that game. I wouldn't extend that. Either they take you back or they don't take you back. If they don't, not only will they owe you servants, that could also be a human rights violation. They can't refuse to take someone back to work because they took a medical leave, because they had a disability. So a lot for us to talk about. I'd like you to connect with me off air. If in fact your employer is not cooperating with you, let's talk about how we deal with that and how we get you the compensation that you're owed.
1: Appreciate Hannah. Just got to move on quickly here. Get uh, one final call in. If you could do this really quick, Peter, tell us uh, what the concern is. I got about a minute. Uh, what's going on, pal?
4: Um, I was working with this guy, and he initially asked me to send him a text when I got on site, some notes about what I did and the time that I booked off, and uh, then he decided to change it because it was uh, some for some reason it was complex for him, so he asked me to put it on email. It was a big problem to do that, but I finally got it done. Then he decides he wants it on spreadsheet. Now he's been paying me in cash most of the time. Um, some checks. I got injured, and then I call up. I call him up and I let him know he doesn't uh, uh, have any workers' comp on me. I get injured, seriously injured. I've been off work since March the fifteenth, and uh, I'm still now. I'm dealing with workers' comp on it. And, uh, he, when they called him up, he said, Oh no, the guy's, uh, a contractor. And, and so they, workers comp called me back and said, Well, your claim's are not because you're a contractor. You didn't have insurance. I said, Well, a contractor? Where the hell did this come from? And he's, I said, If, if I'm a contractor, then ask him to show you the contract because I'd like to see a copy of it.
1: So, Peter, I'm going to uh, just, yeah. I'm going to put you on hold there just for a sec. We got to, uh, we got to end it for today, but don't go anywhere. I'm going to get your number uh, from Andrew, our producer, and uh, Leor is going to follow up. Indeed, good show. Appreciate all the calls this afternoon. We will reconvene on next Sunday and uh, do it all over again. In the meantime, help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email, the number to call out, and this is for you as well, Peter 604-283-3123, and never ever forget pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Till next time, Employment Law Show on CKNW.